Welcome to Rumble Strip, America Heilman. This is the last show in a series I produced for Vermont Public Radio called They Are Us, Inside Vermont's Mental Health Care System. Today's show is called Work. Welcome. We're talking about people. We're talking about people like us. You know, typically in mental health, you hear people say, here, therapists, case managers, psychiatrists, they'll say, work is stressful. It's stressful for my clients, you know. I would say to them, if you think employment is stressful, try unemployment. That's Paul Miller, the co-coordinator of the Green Mountain Workforce at Washington County Mental Health in central Vermont. It's a supported employment program for people with persistent mental illness. So many of them have spent time in the hospital or homeless, and all of them have struggled at times to manage their daily lives. Paul, and others like him in the state, help people get meaningful jobs in the community that pay at least minimum wage. And the idea is that work is not the result of treatment. It's part of treatment and recovery. Paul works with his clients' therapists and case managers. He spends time finding out what his clients are afraid of, what they're good at, what they love. Maybe he drives down to a client's workplace to stand outside and talk because his client's having a bad day. In other words, it's personal, it's ongoing, and the goal is to be successful working in the community long-term. Here's the CEO of the Brattleboro Retreat, Louis Josephson. What we used to do in community systems in the past around employment or vocational options for people with chronic mental illness is we'd get you a make-work job stuffing envelopes in the hospital mailroom or in some kind of supported workshop, and it was a dead end. You weren't going to go anywhere with a career or with a job path. Supported employment came along, and supported employment is evidence-based out of Dartmouth, a real local group here. And basically it says, we're not doing that kind of make-work stuff. We're going to go for true employment. We're going to go for meaningful work for people. And if you talk to the people, they're like, I want to work. This is a show about the value of meaningful work. It profiles two people who have worked with the Green Mountain Workforce at Washington County Mental Health. First, Alexis Kiriak. Alexis was diagnosed with schizophrenia from a young age, and she spent much of her youth in institutions. She started work through supported employment while she was living in a group home in Johnson, Vermont. Here's Alexis. You're separated from others, which is what schizophrenia does. It's an alienation. It's a feeling that you you are living, but you can't have a life. You look at other people and say, they have it and I don't. You believe that you are unpalatable, that you are not worthy of happiness. You watch other people live and think, I'll never do that. So what would help is employment. Like Von Trapp, we worked at Trapp Family Lodge for five years doing housekeeping, and that was team that was through voc rehab. And my medication was monitored at first till finally I proved myself. And um, people, people, people who need people. <laughs> so what was that employment situation? How, what did that do for you? Wonderful. Why, why, why was that? I had money in my pocket. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Poverty. Poverty is a big problem for all of us. And um, having the dignity of work, the dignity of having enough money to be able to have what you want rather than just be on the dole. When you're working with people with a mental illness, where have they been? Where are they coming from? What have their lives been until now? Who, who are these people? This is as varied as you can look at any community. It can be somebody who has never worked in their life, who spent most of their time as a youth or as a young adult in the state hospital, perhaps, or in some you know other facility because they just had troubles from so long ago and never really got out of the cycle that they're in. And then there's folks who were talk doctors, teachers, nurses, and lawyers that something happened to them uh, clinically, medically, that changed their life, uh, and they ended up really having a hard time. So it's the same profile, I think, that you'd see in any community. It's just folks that um, have had difficulty. So how does it look now? Good. Want me to do yeah. another one of these? Um, this is Steve. Steve started to develop symptoms of schizophrenia in his early 30s. He was hearing voices. He was homeless for two years. Then he started working with a team at Washington County Mental Health. He got medicated, and he started working with the Green Mountain Workforce. We're just using Steve's first name. Can you talk about before work and after work in terms of how that affects your mood and your state of mind? You didn't feel like doing nothing before work. You feel like you're the only one with a breakdown. You're the only one getting paranoid and all that. And you get low steam or whatever it's called. But once I started work, I felt really good about it. And anyways, I was not as paranoid as I normally was. Why do you think that is? Because you keep busy. And that busyness, what does that busyness do? Uh, it keeps your mind occupied, and your body makes you feel really good. I got an apartment. I can turn the temperatures up or down, and that's, what is it, two-bedroom apartment. Plus, it's a lot better making money. Yeah. You know, the best analogy I can think of in terms of what we do reminds me of curling. You know, when you think about curling, the rock would be the client, okay? The thing that's moving across the ice. And somebody gave it a little bit of a push to help, but the rock's got to keep sliding. And those guys who use those little brooms in front of the ice to sort of keep the ice in a position where that rock can keep sliding. I see us as sort of those, those people, the people who are doing the brushing. I'm working for the senior center now. Yep. I'm learning culinary arts. I'm learning how to do the bacon, plus vegetables, I'm doing those. I'm doing a real good job, too. The folks that we uh, try to help find employment in the community actually have a lot to contribute to the businesses that they would work for, that it's not a charity event. And it's not something that after you've gone through everything and you're better will get you a job. This is about looking at employment as one of the ways to get better because it gives you purpose, it gives you focus, it makes you feel like part of the community, 
it doesn't matter what other people think even because we have all kinds of people who judge us in all kinds of ways. But if you can say, hey, I go to work, I pay my bills, it gives a person that ability to, to feel that for themselves, not to feel just a victim of their illness. And they don't have to keep proving to people that they're well, well, well before they get this little cherry that somebody says is a job. Has, it ch- has this work changed the way that you feel in the community that you live in, in the town, in the, uh, the people who live around yeah. you? Everywhere I go, they say, hi, Steve, to me, even on buses and everything. The old people, and I don't remember half their names, but they say, well, I'm from the senior center, you know, stuff like that. Makes a big difference, you know, helping them out. Makes you feel good, too. And lots of them are real nice to you. I like that. There are people who cannot live in the world as the world is arranged. There are also other people who can, who say, why should we care? And why should we subsidize these people? Yeah. Tell me what your reaction to that is. Fear, because they have a voice. And just hoping, hoping that that voice will not be heeded. You spoke about being invisible. Mental illness is not a dangerous thing. We want to be a part of the life of our community. We are ill. We are ill. But if the community can accept us, we can accept ourselves. With the help of the state of Vermont, Alexis Kiriak went to school for fine art at Johnson State College. Her paintings are hung at prestigious galleries all around the state. She lives in her own apartment, surrounded by her artwork. Steve is working on his culinary skills, and he plans to look for competitive employment in a restaurant. So now, imagine a world where there's nothing surprising about any of this, where people who need extra supports in the community are getting them, and it's become obvious that good mental health is necessary for good physical health, where the fact of mental illness is no more illicit than a broken leg, where, in fact, we all recognize that we're all eligible for all of it. We all have good days, bad years. And imagine a world where our definition of normal is a little more expansive and a little more interesting. That's a nice place. This is They Are Us. I'm Erica Heilman. Thanks for listening. That was VPR's They Are Us. Music for this series is produced by the bands Godspeed You, Black Emperor, and Esmerine. Huge thanks to the professional advisor for this series, Dylan Burns, and the associate producers, Mark Davis and Claire Dolan. Also the executive editor of the series, Sarah Ashworth. If you have a comment on the series, I would really love to hear it. Just go to rumblestripvermont.com and go to the bottom of the show page, or you can email me also at rumblestripvermont at gmail.com. I'm Erica Heilman. Thanks a lot for listening.